Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. And welcome to the Retirement Clinic. Your host every week is Jeff Kowal, president of the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist, and that's exactly what we focus on, retirement. Jeff, good morning. Good morning, Paul. How are you? Raring to go. I'm in a good mood. It's sunny. It's the weekend. It's fall. I love this time of year. Yeah. You know, some friends of mine, winter's coming up. You know, I just look at fall in and of itself. I like fall. You're generally happy all the time, aren't you? Who cares? (laughs) Not like a middle of winter. I can. I can. Then you get away a little bit. That's right. Then you get away. You take a vacation. That's right, Jeff. Hey, we're on a Madison WIBA radio. WISN in Milwaukee. There is an office in Madison, Middleton, but that's Madison, right? Yep. And of course, you've got an office in Phoenix, Arizona, world headquarters in Waukesha, and a fourth location in Port Washington, Wisconsin. What Jeff does is take calls and answer your retirement questions, and we'll do that right now by opening up phone lines, 799-1130 for any retirement question. You also may be familiar with the Kowal Investment Group as they do market updates on both radio stations. Monday through Friday, we uh, do business reports at 3 o'clock news block and 5 o'clock news block in Milwaukee, and at 4.55, just before the news at 5 o'clock in, on WIBA in Madison with Vicky on Vicky's show. Monday through Friday, we try to give you an idea of what's driving the markets that day and kind of give you a so what. So what if the interest rates are going up? How does it affect you and your portfolio? Why should that make any difference? So what if there are tariffs on on, uh, oh, oh, uh, and, on China goods and things like that? How does that affect you? Um, so we try to give you an idea of what, uh, again, what's going on in the market markets and how it applies to you, your investments and your retirement. What about, so what if there's a blue wave or do do elections play and politics, Jeff, play into the markets? Of course they do, right? Paul, you don't know how good that question is because investors don't like uncertainty. It doesn't matter if there's a blue, red wave, red wave, purple wave. Doesn't doesn't matter the color. Doesn't matter what side you're on. It's uncertainty. No, Aaron did a video for our clients. It's pretty brief, but we sent it out to our clients. In fact, it said that 20 out of the last 21 midterm elections. Again, that's all parties, uh, Democrat, Republican, that it it didn't matter what the, the pattern had been that it drops before the election starts to go up after the election. For the 90 day, not no guarantee it's going to happen again, although we're seeing some of the recovery this week four out of five days were up that it goes down before that on average 20 out of those last 22 the average gain has been eight percent during this 90 day period so there's up 90 up eight percent in october we generally hear about this october sell-off right yeah. well is that just coincidence that it's right before well, a lot the of november times it happens, but then you know you have retail sales and this year we the reason why we think that's going to be good is that with president trump's uh, business tax cuts individual tax cuts well, we have 2.8% uh, unemployment rate in Wisconsin, so we have full employment. People are working. They're making money. They've got money to spend. Christmas coming up, retail sales. Market should do well. Yeah. I mean, there's no guarantee, but we think that it's headed, headed in the right direction, with, uh, with the, especially with the tax cuts. So the, the, the election doesn't matter. To some degree, it does, and, you know, Vote early and vote often, as they do in Illinois. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, I voted early. I, I mean, early, early voting is nice. You get it done, you're done. You yeah. have no lines. You don't have to worry about Tuesday. But yeah, Tuesday, it'll be interesting. We, we'll see. All the ads will finally be over, Jeff. 
Three. All those commercials. And then you'll hear our ads. <laughs> and then the more time for the Kowal Investment Group. Well, let's talk about today's show. Let's open up lines. Any retirement question, welcome. 799-1130 will get you right through. And we've got open lines. As I say always, when we start the show, when we have open lines, your best chance to get through. And odds are we'll get your question right away. You won't have to wait long at all. Just got some stories we got to get to. A couple of segments that we do every week. The first one is called the Boss Minute. It's business owners, savings, and security. It's for business owners. The second segment, Jeff, is your sexy segment, and that's about wealth management and preservation. Yeah, a good one this week, too. You want to make sure you hang on for that one. So that's, that's it? It's a good, yeah, it's, no. it's going to be a good segment. You're not going to give you anything no. else? That's all I need. It's going to be now. good. All right. Well, that's all coming up. That's ahead of us. Phone lines are open. Let's get started. Oh, one more thing. A little background. Jeff's website is the kowalway.com k-o-w-a-l check it out the kowalway.com uh, also on facebook linkedin and twitter and uh oh man if we oh, go back, i'm glad you mentioned that because i keep forgetting yeah to mention that and, when know, aaron does it aaron aaron does, <laughs> get with the times dude aaron, paul everybody are... maybe that's a generational thing do you tweet? perhaps are you a tweeter i i'll read tweets but i don't tweet myself. same here so i have an account i'm on it i look at it but I really, yep. I never post anything. Yeah, same thing with Facebook. Because if I ever run for office, someday. So when you do, when you right, if you ever grow up, yeah, when I grow up someday and, and I run for office, I don't want them going back and saying you tweeted this out. So, all right, we're going to start with your first story of the day, Jeff. We always look at retirement news. What's going on in the world of retirement planning? Well, I was just at Ed Slot's uh, program a week or so ago. Ed Slot's probably. The premier guy in retirement planning and retirement plan distributions. And when we started this in 2001, it's uh, what was it, eight, 17 years now that we've been doing this. You think, how how can we keep coming up with new stuff on retirement you plans? You mean the radio show? The radio You've show. You've been yeah, doing the, the retirement oh, yeah, plan a lot longer. Yes, absolutely, 30, 31 years. Um, but how do we keep on coming up with uh, stuff to talk about? And I think it all boils down to the basics. The basics are that IRAs are different. Um, you know, they're different in all kinds of ways. Estate planning is different for IRAs. Uh, IRAs are distributed differently than all other assets, both during life and uh, after death. So let me just give you some example. Uh, IRAs passed by contract, generally not by will. What does, what does that mean? That means you can name a beneficiary on your IRA account. And it doesn't matter what your will or your estate plan says. If you say, if I say I'm naming Paul as my beneficiary, Paul's my beneficiary. Does not that I would Paul, well, I but I just to clarify. I, I got a little excited there for a while. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Feel uh, free to put me down. Yeah, if you that, like. yeah that would go big. Actually, the state of Wisconsin, Jane would have to sign off on that. Good luck with that, Paul. <laughs> That ain't going to happen. Okay. Anyway, so... so hypothetical, then. Well, hypothetically, if I say you're going to be my beneficiary and, and Jane signs off, I, you're my beneficiary. doesn't matter my, what my will, my trust does, anything else. It passes by contract. Now, IRAs have required minimum distribution. What other assets are in your state that have required minimums? None. Uh, IRAs have their own set of complex distribution will, rules during life and after death. 401ks are different from IRAs. Age 55 um, is, a, is a guideline for 401ks when you can start taking money out. Well, if you leave your job and you're your turn age 55, uh, you can take money out with, of your 401k without penalties. But then all others are age 59 and a half. Then you've got required minimum distributions at age 70 and a half. So what other assets do you have 
are there requirements like that? Um, let's see. IRA distributions can inter- incur tax penalties. Again, if you before age 59 and a half, if you don't take money out after age 70 and a half, there's a 50-50% penalty. 50% penalty. For not taking money out. So adding insult to injury, they still make you take the 50, pay the penalty of 50%. Then they still make you take the distribution and pay taxes on that. That's crazy. So you give up, up about 90%, 80 or 90%. That's of, just, yeah. Why, so why would you let adding that insult happen? To, yeah. Yes. Uh, high IRAs are fully taxed at death as ordinary income. They're subject to double tax at death. But they both could be subject to estate tax and income tax. Uh, just a lot of different things. IRA investment gains are taxed as ordinary income. You know, if you put $500,000 into your IRA and it grows to a million dollars, you have to pay taxes on all that money. If you put $500,000 into a house, and it grows, and it, maybe I should use a, a, let's say, a stock or a mutual fund. And that grows to a million dollars. You at least get capital gains tax treatment on that gain. So what, you have what better, is capital gains right now? The uh, well, generally it's about fifteen percent. Okay. There are extra surcharges and things like that. Could get up to about twenty three. I think twenty three point eight, something like that. But, I'm not taxed on my house sale if I roll that over to another house, right? Right. right. Okay. And you have a lifetime exemption too. Of I believe it's two hundred fifty thousand dollars a piece, five hundred thousand dollars per couple. So there are so anyway, IRAs cannot be gifted. So another reason where uh, a way that they IRAs cannot be cannot gifted. be gifted during lifetime. They cannot be transfer gifted. If I say I'm going to give you my IRA, it all becomes taxable at one time. If I change it from an IRA to a trust, it all becomes taxable at one time. Is gifted the same as inherited? Inherited. That's a, that's when you die. Yeah, so that's can, not gifting. It can be inherited, but then you have to spe- special rules with regard to inheriting it also. It's a good, good point, Paul. If you don't title it properly. It's got to be part of your estate plan. Yeah, let's say I give mine to you again. <laughs> again, with Jane's approval. Hypothetically speaking. <laughs> yeah, it, it ain't going to happen. Yeah, like <laughs> so let's say hypothetically. <laughs> Uh, hypothetically, where we're going with that, and there are gains in that. You, uh, it all has, you have to pay uh, income tax on all, all that gain. Uh, it has to be in my name, so my name has to stay on it as you as inheriting it. My name has to stay on it as deceased in order for you. So there are still rules to do that. But uh, to do it, you can do it, but there are all different kinds of sets of rules. And IRAs are so much different from any other asset um, uh, in your estate. Let's see, what else is here? Cannot be owned jointly. You can't own an IRA with uh, with Dawn. I can't own it with Jane. You have to have your own. Just one name? Just one name can be on it. Um, See, this is good stuff. I never knew all this. IRA equity cannot be taxed. I I thought you could share an IRA in both names as a couple. You cannot. No. no, Interesting. No. 18 years, Paul. That one you should know. (laughs) 17. It's only 17 years. By year 18, you would know. Well, now that I think about it, I don't have IRAs. I've just got my 401k plan. 401ks are in your name only. That's true. Those types of retirement plans are only in your name. And if you if you try to make it joint, hold it jointly, it becomes taxable all at one time. Uh, IRA equity cannot be tapped the way home equity can be. You can't borrow against your IRA. There are no loans allowed on IRAs. There, there is on a 401 k Okay, yep, you got it, but not on IRAs. See, in the 17 years, I have paid a little attention. Good for you, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. There are just so many things that that um, uh, IRAs are different, both during lifetime and at death. There are special tax breaks in that it grows tax deferred. In Roth IRAs, it grows tax free. So there aren't a lot of other assets that have that. So there are some great 
advantages to it. But then, you know, again, it's it's quite restricted, and that's why you get the great tax advantages. That was a good. We have to break, but that was a good segment yeah. on IRAs. And Jeff, I said to myself, I got a four hundred one k, but not an IRA. Would it behoove a guy like me to have? another retirement vehicle besides my 401k to get an IRA going? Good point. It it, it depends. Okay. It depends on taxation because sometimes you want Roth, uh, you know, you want to pay a taxes up front, especially with low tax brackets now. So it'd be a different taxation. So you may have a traditional 401k and then have a Roth IRA depending on your income, depending on your ability to, to contribute. So there may be reasons to do IRAs and Roth IRAs in addition to your 401k. So there's reasons to do that. Can I say hi to everybody? I'm supposed to say hi to Yes, you got this, to, we forgot to do a shout out at the beginning of the show. Is, this is, you know, a, a lot of people say, yeah, I'm listening all the time. I'm listening all the time. Oh, I say, I'll, I'll say hi to you. Tom and Sue, Mike and Judy. Judy was the one that requested Earth, Wind, and Fire today, so we're doing that. Oh. Al and his son, Ricky. My brother, Romy. Good luck to him. He's having some work done. Yeah. And uh, his family, so. Very good. You don't, you don't often do shout-outs, so they mean a lot. <laughs> it, these people mean a lot to me, too. Good. It's, it's good. nice that they listen. They're regular listeners. And you know, Bill and Jane and Phoenix always listen, too. So there's a lot of people that, that are great people that listen on a regular basis. You might say, how do I listen in Phoenix? By tuning into the iHeart Media app. That's it right. is free, and it's actually a good idea to have if you're in Brookfield, because when we power down in winter at oh, sunset. Yeah. Even will, now? Even now, yeah, you don't get a good even signal in Brookfield, yeah, at 5 o'clock. It's hard. <laughs> you get past Brookfield, you can't hear you. Yeah. <laughs> that AM stat. So get the iHeartMedia app. Believe me, it, it, you know, Bluetooth in your car, it WIBA sounds phenomenal. also, yeah. WIBA Madison, same thing. They're on it. All part of iHeart. Um, check it out. Yeah, if you don't have the app, please get it. When we come back, Jeff, on the Retirement Clinic, it's time to take calls. We want to talk to you your retirement questions maybe it's a Roth question an IRA maybe it's your 401k plan maybe it's just I don't have enough saved how do I get on track how do I catch up Jeff Kowal will answer those questions 799-1130 we'll be right back on WISN Welcome back to the Retirement Clinic on WISN. I'm Aaron Kowal with the Boss Minute, business owner's savings and security. It's about owning your retirement, not just your business. Now may be a good time to sell your business. There may be a time coming that will dramatically affect the amount of money a business owner receives for the sale of a business. Looking at an article in Forbes, there are three factors right now that can have a huge effect on the sale of a business. First is the business's cash flow. This is the one item that a business owner has some control over. In theory, the business owner can work to improve this factor given sufficient time. The two other factors are the industry's favor and the merger and acquisitions climate, which are both out of the business owner's control. Most business owners say that they will sell their business when it suits their personal needs. On the surface, that seems logical. But in reality, if the factors outside of your control are not favorable, like M&A activity, and if your industry is doing well or suffering overall, then that will have a significant impact on the cash you can expect from the sale of your business. Regarding M&A, now is a favorable time. The reason is simple. Interest rates are still relatively low and have only one direction to go. In the current low interest rate environment, investors are competing fiercely for private businesses because they know they will have to pay more in the future due to rising interest rates and the results in higher prices for sellers. It may not be in your perfect idea of time to sell, but the money is there if you have an attractive business to sell. There is also a glut of over a trillion dollars in dry powder in private equity firms that is committed to purchase businesses but hasn't been spent yet. 
Lastly, baby boomers are exiting their businesses now. You may be waiting until your 65th birthday to sell your business, but how many other business owners are thinking the same way? Between now and 2030, 10,000 baby boomers turn 65 every day. Many of them are business owners just like you and will be bringing their businesses to market. That increases the supply of which will push the price of these businesses down. Combine these factors together and you have rising interest rates, which makes borrowing to purchase more expensive. Combined with money available to invest now, along with thousands of boomers turning 65 every day, and it makes a compelling argument for why selling a business now on your terms is much better than selling the business at the so-called right time on someone else's terms for much less than it's worth. Work with someone who specializes in working with people through this process to make sure you get the most for your business and enrich the lives of yourself and your family. Today's Boss Minute with Aaron Kowal. That Jeff, that's for business owners. Yes. Uh, they need to save. They need security. That's why we do this every week. And you want to plan for it, so that, as Aaron mentioned, that you're in control of it, that you're not. If an emergency comes up or something comes up, you have hit, you've done some planning so that you're in control of it, not somebody else. To the phones we go, Jeff. We're going to take some retirement-related calls right now. WIBA Madison, WISN in Milwaukee. The number, 799-1130. Toll-free, 800-838-9476. Let's talk to Renee in Milwaukee. Renee, good morning. Good morning. Hi, Renee. Hi, Renee. What's up? Um, I wanted to know how much money you should have in your portfolio before you hire a financial advisor. You know, that's a good question. It is. I don't think we ever got that question. Um, I think it depends. And typically, the sooner the better. Um, and, and there are different advisors that will help you depending on the amount of money in, uh, that you have and on the stage that you are in your life. Um, if you If you have... Uh, if you show some discipline or putting money away on a regular basis, um, that's a good start. Then once you've accumulated a little bit of wealth, anything, and I don't, I don't know if it's $100,000 or $50,000 or 500000 everybody's a little bit different. But once you feel that, that life is taking over and that you're too busy with your life, too busy with work, too busy with other things to pay attention to it, I think that's a good rule of thumb to say, I can download this onto somebody else and find somebody that you can trust to work with to help you with that part of it. Because chances are, Renee, you're good at a lot of other things and may may or may not be good at this. You may have an interest in it, but not be that good at it. So why not hire somebody to help you with that so that you can do on go on to the other things that you do particularly well? I don't know if, okay. I, I, don't well, know if I can give you a dollar amount. Give me your give me your situation. Pardon? Okay, so I, I essentially, long story short, I had to start over, so to speak, uh, about four years ago. So I'm prob- I probably have maybe forty thousand dollars in my uh, in my four hundred one k, but I am aggressively inputting money. I, I put ten percent in. You know, I make a good salary, uh, and I guess I always feel like I don't have enough money that somebody even really wants to take me on as a client. Can we ask your age, Renee? Is that okay? I'm uh, 39. Okay, so you're you're well into your career, so that's a good thing. 
uh, and you said you're starting over again, this is a good time to to get some help. Even if you don't have a, a significant amount of money, the fact that you have are developing good habits, putting money away on a consistent basis, you know, a, f- a financial advisor can help you as an example. Tell you, you know, a ten, putting a ten percent away is good, but with your income level, why don't you? And with with taxes likely to go up in twenty twenty five, why don't you put that ten percent into a Roth four hundred one k instead of a traditional four hundred one k? So those would be the types of things that they could help you with. Now, what's the maximum she can put you put in? Percentage. Uh, 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 I, I, I think the max. Well, you can put a hundred percent of your income in up to about eighteen thousand five hundred dollars, and I understand it's going up by five hundred dollars next year. So, she, so you, under age fifty, you can put in eighteen thousand five hundred. Over age fifty, you can put in twenty four thousand five hundred dollars. That's how much you can put in on an annual basis. Um, so, but those are the types of things. If you're if you're maximizing the company match, I think that's a good thing. Um, and, you know, even like a firm like ours, we have a $750,000 minimum, but you could call us and say, you know, who in your firm or who in the company works with people like me? And we can refer you to somebody we trust that puts their client, you know, in our practice, we always put our clients' interests first. So we would refer, refer you to somebody who treats people the same way that we try to treat people and we'd like to be treated. 39 is is young, Jeff. That's young, but that's right. Yeah, but she's, it sounds like she's, Renee, it sounds like you're developing some good habits. Are you saving money outside of retirement plan too? Uh, just, well, some, just for my kids' uh, college fund. Uh, but other than that, no. Okay, but that's good, especially if you're doing it regularly and electronically. Renee, this, the money for your kids' accounts is another thing that somebody could help you with and say, okay, you, you, maybe you're not putting away as much as you'd like to, but let's put a consistent amount away electronically every month, and then when you get a raise, increase that, increase the amount. So those that's way, ways that advisors could help you at your stage. I think it's time for you to, to, to maybe get some help with that. And especially, it sounds like you have a number of things going on. You've got work going on. You've got some kids, kids that, that, yeah. need, that need attention. So I think it's time for you. And if you want to give our office a call, I'd be happy to refer you somebody who can help you with that. You know what? I'd, ki- I'd kill to be 39 again. Uh, not me. <laughs> I like where I am. <laughs> Hey, Renee. I'll be again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Hey, Renee, if you want to reach out, uh, first off, the com. Also, the phone number is 262-522-4040. Okay, you right. bet, Renee. Thank you. Thank good you. luck. Yeah, good luck. Thanks for the call, Renee. There's a lot of people like Renee. Well, she said starting over. You know, I we didn't we don't have to get into those details. But Jeff, divorce happens. Yep. Uh uh bankruptcy happens all all kinds of things in life life happens yeah that requires you to start over again but the thing that i like about renee is that she's she's taking control of it she's not saying well this happened to me so poor me she say okay i'm i'm doing this i'm putting money away in a consistent basis I'm putting money away from my kids i have to start she's aware of things that she has to do and she's saving aggressively she's going to do okay and she'll she'll be there oh yeah i think yeah. she's going to do just fine yeah. hey paul let me get to this are, are you want Nope, you are phone calls good to go. We will, yes, we will take more calls. So if you're waiting, be patient. If you want to call in, do so uh, quickly. Uh, we've got the sexy segment. That's our one feature left. And then all calls, 799-1130. We'll get you through. Go ahead. Uh, USA Today article I thought was pretty interesting. How to avoid year-end mistakes in your 401k. 
mean, we're starting to hit into the year-end stuff, and you know, it's only like seven weeks left in the year. As we head towards the end of 2018, people with individual retirement arrangements, accounts, and 401ks should create a checklist to help avoid tax and inheritance mistakes over the rest of the year and beyond. Most everyone knows they should check their contingent and secondary beneficiaries, and you should know that you should check your primary beneficiaries as well. Yeah. But you know, if you're 70 and a half, you have to take required minimum distributions. Um, you have to take required minimum distributions if you inherited that IRA. But Robert Powell t- mentions a couple other things that should be done. Um, and I, I, I've liked him in the past. He's written uh, for the uh, for the USA Today for a while. Uh, first, he says, um, you know, some things can change and some things can't. Um, but first of all, review your beneficiaries. Yes, you, you already know this and maybe even have done this already, but it's worth double-checking. Uh, be careful with roll. Next is be careful with rollover. If a spouse dies, leaving a spouse's beneficiary, no problem. No probate, no tax at the time of death. So, so long as a spouse rolls the account into an IRA and you know keeps the account where it is, transfer the funds. You know, no, but no problem. But however. Uh, there's no provision in the IRS code for an IRA rollover to a non-spouse beneficiary, so you have to do it properly. Children and heirs can roll those funds into in beneficiary IRAs, and as we talked about earlier, you cannot roll it into your own IRA, but you can roll it over into an IRA, a beneficiary IRA. You have to do that properly. Next is consider a charitable donation. For those 70 and a half and older, who are charitably inclined, sending your charitable donations directly from your IRA to a qualified charity before December 31st of 2018 keeps the distribution off your tax return. I think that makes a lot of sense. We have a lot of clients that say, I'm going to give $5,000 to my church anyway. How about if I do as part of my required minimum distribution? Yeah. You can do it. If you're 70 and a half, you can do that. You can, uh, before Calendar year, before the end of this year. Yes, and a qualified charitable uh, donation distribution counts towards your required minimum distribution up to a maximum of a hundred thousand dollars now if your if your rmd is is uh forty eight thousand you can still do a hundred thousand dollars the maximum is a hundred thousand dollars that you can uh, mm. give next is consider a roth conversion roth contributions can be made up until uh april 15th of next year but conversions have to be done this year. So if you're considering moving from an IRA to a Roth IRA with some or all of your IRA money, make sure you do it before the end of the year. must be done before the end of the year. Good stuff, Jeff. As always, the Retirement Clinic, WISN Milwaukee, WIBA Madison. Let's go to the phones. We're answering your questions with Jeff Kowal. This is Sheboygan and Justin. Good morning. Hi, Justin. How are you? Good morning. I'm great, thanks. How are you? Great, thanks. What's up? So- so my wife and I are each 28 years old, and we've been in the working force now for about six and a half years. And because of our company's awesome 401k, we've built up a little bit. Um, and she is going to become a stay-at-home mom now coming up shortly. And I am wondering what I do with her part of the 401k. Good question. That's a really good question. First of all, congratulations. I think that's a, that's a nice move. 
Um, secondly, you can keep it with the current employer. I'm not sure that's a good thing to do because you have limited choices, and she now becomes an ex-employee. So that may be, not be the best way to go. Uh, if it's a small amount, you can take it out as a lump sum. If you're still working, it's going to be fully taxed. I'm not sure that's a good option. I think a good option might be to roll that over into a self-directed IRA for her. So then she can maintain the tax-deferred status of it. Um, uh, you have your choice of investments, which a lot of people like the flexibility of that. So I think maybe rolling it over into an IRA might be the best option for her. Now, if you think that she's going to go back to work soon, you may roll that. look at rolling that into her new employer's plan. Uh, but really, I think probably rolling into an IRA is the best option. What do you think? I, I honestly have no idea. So we have about, I would say, 80000 each into our 401ks. Um, our contribution goes in as a Roth. The company goes in as traditional 401k. Correct. So, I, I mean, taking it out, half of it will be taxed and whatnot. So I'm, I honestly had no idea. So I will look into the IRA. Now, if she, if she put her contributions in as Roth IRAs, that can be rolled, or Roth 401ks, those can be rolled into Roth IRAs. Do not combine the money. If she's got some um, pre-tax and after-tax, if she's got some traditional and Roth, do not combine them because then you have to do what's called an exclusion ratio, which is really a pain in the butt, and you'll be stuck with that the rest of your life. So I would make sure that if she has... If she did Roth contributions to the 401k, that gets rolled over into a Roth IRA. And her traditional ones get rolled over into a traditional IRA. Don't combine them. You'll be happy okay. with that. Okay, that is awesome. Thank you so much. And one last thing, Justin. I'm glad you're doing the Roth, especially at your age. That's going to be tax-free growth for a long time. Good for you. What's, what's your age again, Justin? Uh, we're each 28. Yeah. yeah. That's wow. great. Good for you. Good stuff, Justin. Thank you for calling, and good luck. Thank yeah, you. Thanks, Justin. You know, you hear from, boy, that's cool to hear from a 28-year-old, Jeff, and I, you know, your clients are all over the map with regard to age, but to see that they're diligently putting that money away. I started my 401k at 2022. And he's got a chunk of change. He and his wife both have a chunk of change set up already, so they are saving pretty aggressively. I think that's fantastic. Let's get to Jim. Jim, our next caller in the retirement clinic calling from Milwaukee. Jim, good morning. Hi, Jim. Good morning. Hi. Um, my question is, uh, actually, I've been listening to the show. I'm one of those baby boomers that actually recently sold my business. And um, hey, congratulations. Just, oh, thank you. Um, I'm also wondering, you know, at 69 years old, um, my wife is uh, 14 years younger than I am, about us buying um, long-term care insurance at this stage of our life, even though from a financial situation, it wouldn't appear that, but I, that I need the need additional insurance because of what I sold for. But still I saw with my parents, how much, uh, you know, uh, independent living and then nursing home. We had it in a trust and ended up spending uh, a lot of, of money over the years. Well, then you know that it can cost you $100,000 a year in today's dollars. Um, I think it makes sense for you at least to take a look at that, and we'd be happy to help you if you want to give our office a call. Are we referring but, to elder care insurance? Or? Well, long-term care long-term insurance. Long-term care insurance. Long-term care. You know, I don't necessarily want my wife to be burdened. I'm older, yep. let's say, with, uh, you know, to be my primary caregiver. So I want to have, uh, you know, 
That's I know right. it'll be more expensive now at this age. But there are different ways. When I was younger. No, but there are different ways to design. You can buy can combine with life insurance too. That makes it a little bit more affordable. And um, I like that that approach many times because um, you know if you pass away, if you haven't used the long term care and you pass away, somebody gets the money. If you need it during your lifetime, you can take an advance on the on the death benefit. With so there are different ways, more affordable ways to design it. And we work with that all the time. I think it makes sense for you to take a look at doing it, Jim. At least take a look at it. Yeah. You know, no, no, no. That was what uh, made me think of it uh, was, uh, you know, just uh, trying to decide, uh, you know, whether it was a good investment at this stage. I let my life insurance lapse because of the sale of the business. I really didn't feel like I needed to re-up on uh, that. But I'll take a look at it and... Maybe give your office a call and get some yeah. uh, direction. Please do it. Yeah. And you know that if you if you mention your parents, you know that can be a hundred thousand dollars a year. And if you look, the average nursing home stay is about three point two years. Now most people don't want to go into a nursing home. There's also home health care assisted living. Yeah, but you're talking about three hundred fifty grand. Yeah, three hundred fifty four hundred thousand dollars. Yep. Oh, I know. Yeah, no, so I that's a chunk of change. So that's why through that. Yep, so I think it makes sense to do that. You can leave those assets for your 14-year younger spouse instead. Jim, uh, Jeff's office, 262-522-4040. 4040 yeah, that was a good call. If you missed that, thekowalway.com for more information. Jeff's website, Good morning, Bill. Hi, Bill. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? Super. Uh, I'm 70 years old. I've got a, a general electric bond that matures in 2023 uh, worth $100,000. It's got a 5% uh, rating or 5% uh, premium on it. Premium. Coupon. Uh, am I safe with that with the reduction in uh, General Electric uh, <laughs> Company? I think the company's going to last till 2023. It's a little iffy, but I think it'll last. No, I, th- I think that they'll be, you know, they hired a new guy. They booted out the new guy after one year. They hired another right. new guy, and he's a turnaround specialist. I would give him some time. You have to last uh, four and a half years to get you to limp along to 2023. Uh, I think you'll probably be okay with that bond. That's great. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks for the call. A lot of good questions. Thank you so much, Bill. Bill's calling from Madison. We do have a show on WIBA in Madison, WISN in Milwaukee. And after this break, Jeff Kowal, your host from the Kowal Investment Group, will dive into today's sexy segment. He said, it's good. <laughs> but he didn't give me any more. It's good. It's Preparing good. yourself for, for a spouse's death. So I'm not sure how sexy that can be, but something you got to do. Something you got to prepare for, for sure. Uh, and thank you for all the good questions today. If you do want to sneak in a call, 15 minutes left in the program. Even with the sexy segment coming up, we got plenty of time. Your questions welcome on the Retirement Clinic, 799-1130. WIBA and WISN will be back after this. This may not be the sexiest of topic, <laughs> but it's a very important one, Jeff. Well, this let's talk about what this segment is for. The sexy segment is the wealth management and preservation segment. We've been doing this for probably 15 years. Yeah. 
and what we try to do with this segment is that if if it's for people with a million dollars or more, and that's what makes it you know more sexy. If you have if you have money, and, and a lot of people don't realize that um, if you have a million dollars. If you have five hundred thousand dollar home, if you have five hundred thousand dollars in your retirement plan, you have a million. You're counting those as assets, and that's where well, people... the IRS the IRS counts those as assets. Okay, well then in their <laughs> eyes, I'm a so, millionaire. So if you pass, that's right. If you pass away, that's a good point too. If you pass away with those assets, if you have a million dollars of life insurance, now you're at two million dollars. If you have uh, second property, other investments, you may be at $3 million. If you own your own business, you may be at 5 or $10 million. If you get an inheritance, win the lottery, you may be at 15 20 $30 million or a billion dollars, mm-hmm. depending on the lottery. I, I, I don't want to get ahead, but just real quickly, you have said this numerous times over the years. If you own your house, if you don't have a mortgage, let's say it's 500000 yes. I own it. I, can, I mean, that's part of Technically, of my investment, Jeff, it's well, a big investment. Well, companies, the, company, the government considers that part of your estate. Yeah. So when they add up how much you have to pay taxes on, and if you know, eleven million dollars is the is the exemption now. So for most people, they're pretty safe. But that that's all included when the government adds up how, what you're worth. That's all included. That your house included. Okay. Now on to what this segment is about for this week. Okay, another USA Today article. Uh, it says, prepare yourself financially for a spouse's death. 53% of widows had no plan, study reveals. I was just going to say that. Nobody plans on their spouse right. dying. Of all the risks that couples face in retirement, the death of a spouse is a certainty. Is a certainty. That's kind of weird to think about that. But they don't seem to be planning for it, according to Merrill Lynch, an age wave study on widowhood. Consider more than half, 53% of widows say they and their spouse did not have a plan for what happened if one of them died. 76% of married retirees said they would not be financially prepared for retirement if they spouse died. Now, it's one thing to be financially you know, prepared for it, you know, cook your meals, things like that. But this, they're talking about financially prepared. Following the death of, a, death of a spouse, half of widows experienced a household income de- decline of 50% or more. So what should couples do? First of all, plan for the obvious. There are 20 million widows currently in the U.S. and 1.4 million new widows annually. Despite that, most married couples don't like discussing applying for death, but it's best to tackle this tough subject head on. First of all, get help. If you need help, consider talking to a qualified, trusted, and competent advisor. You know, there's one thing with this, especially when you talk about blended families. A lot of times blended families want to avoid that subject because they, they have an idea of what they might do, but they haven't put it in writing. Or and they don't want to talk about it. It's uncomfortable. Or they don't want to talk it's about it. It's not a pleasant conversation. Yes. Yep. So, But it's a necessary one, Jeff. But you can get help, and there are a number of attorneys that we work with. Uh, and that's why we don't have somebody in-house, because we like to go to specialties outside of our our own specialty. That's why we work with attorneys that are outside of that. Some of them are very sensitive to the blended families and you know the needs. The discussion has to take place before you reduce anything to writing. But reduce it to writing, you must do. Um, so anyway, hire other professionals too. Consider working with an estate planning attorney, elder law attorney. Do you have enough insurance? Forget for the moment whether you should buy term or cash value life insurance, kind of what we were just talking about a little while ago. The question you should be asking is, do you have enough life insurance? It's important to get the needed amount of insurance in case an unexpected or premature death. Next, don't fret about estate taxes. This I thought was was pretty good, kind of what we were talking about. Um, 
you know, with the current estate tax exemption as high as it is, you know, you don't have to worry about it. Uh, $11 million for couples, I think, is pretty good. Um, beneficiaries, um, yeah, you know, you just need to be able to reduce the writing. Don't worry about estate taxes, but do worry about income taxes and about what, you know, are there different things that you can do? The key, to, finally, the bottom line to this, the key to planning properly for the death of a spouse is to ter- determine exactly what the available financial resources are, calculate financial needs, and then plan for the best way to maximize those resources while getting additional ones through government benefit programs. And that's just that a lot of people don't take the time to do a cash flow analysis. And that's what we do for our clients. You know, we want to make sure that if something happens that you're going to be prepared for it financially, um, you know, with, with wills and trusts, with long-term care, with a cash flow analysis. And this isn't, Jeff, where I, you know, you're saying planning for your spouse dying where you think, well, that's only when I get old. 70s, 80s, right. 90s. Well, nobody plans on their spouse dying when they're in their 40s, 50s, 60s, but, and yet it happens all the time. Yep. And you got to work in an estate plan, and it's, it's, uh, it's important to reduce it to writing like we were talking about before. You can have these ideas of what you want to have happen, and you know, especially when you're talking about with a business. The business owners may have the plans in mind as to what they want to have happen to the business, but don't reduce it to writing. It was a good one, Jeff. Like you said, something that's uh, not always comfortable <laughs> talking about, but it has to be. you got to work those things out. Today's sexy segment brought to you by Jeff Kowal. Jeff is president of the Kowal Investment Group, the retired Specialist WIBA market updates done Monday through Friday on both stations in Madison and, of course, in WISN here in Milwaukee. We'll be right back with more of the retirement clinic right after this. Well, I like the uh, selection of music today. I do, Earth, too. Earth, Wind, and Fire. This is my favorite song, September. Mine too. I love this song. Of course, it's November now, but that and still look, works. He, he, and Spencer cut it off. It's our favorite song, and he cut it off forever. <laughs> He's like, we got to go. We're <laughs> all, right, We're all right, all right, all right. Fine. He's we'll right. Wrap it He's up. right. We'll wrap it up. Hey, Jeff, we've got listeners in Madison, of course, listening to WIBA. We thank you for that. WISN in Milwaukee. Jeff has... Four locations for the Kowal Investment Group, Port Washington, Madison, Middleton office, Phoenix, Arizona, and of course, headquartered in Waukesha. Yeah, we have another one coming up in Racine soon. We'll get more information on that. But it's good to know that we work as a team, and I think a lot of our clients appreciate that. What they also appreciate is that everybody from top to bottom, we all talk the same language. We all talk retirement planning. So it's not we get the retire. Oh, you're retiring? Oh, yeah, we got that guy, too. We'll bring that guy in. No. Everybody speaks the same language with regard to retirement planning. Um, if you're close to our in retirement with $750,000 or more retirement assets, go on the Kowalway.com, the Kowal, K-O-W-A-L, the Kowalway.com. Uh, if you do it yourself or that's tired of getting whipped around and with the volatile markets, give us a call. Uh, if you have uh, assets scattered all over the place and you want to consolidate, this is the time to do it, a great time to do it. So give our office a call at 262-522-4040 or go online at thekowalway.com. I'm going to make Aaron Kowal happy now. You're also on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you'll See? be happy. 
Yes. All that good stuff. So, like us or tweet us or whatever you do with us. <laughs> but we'll like it no matter what you do. Jeff, you have a great weekend. We want to thank all our great callers. We had a lot of good questions yeah, today. Really good. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next weekend on the Retirement Clinic with Jeff Kowal. I'm Paul Cronforst on WIBA and WISN.